Hope for the Uprooted. I'm Susan Miller, and I am delighted that you've joined me today. You know how I love the pleasure of your company when I do this podcast. I bring you hope for the uprooted, whether it is being uprooted from a move or any other major life change with the hope that you will be encouraged through biblical principles and practical tips and hope from my favorite scripture. We have done a summer series on moving with your children, moving with kids, and the effect of moving on them before, during, and after the move. This is the third part of our series, and I encourage you, if you haven't heard part one or part two, that you would go back and listen. You might be able to pull a few nuggets from those podcasts. But today, I want to jump right in on how in the heck do you get through uh, moving with the emotions and the school issues and the friend making and all the things that go along with moving with children. I want to kind of jump into that. I feel like that I've I could just talk all day about that subject because it's so heavy on the hearts of moms at this time. Whether you're a mom or you're a grandmother or you're a neighbor or an aunt, hey, these are the things that you need to know and perhaps that you can help um, the children in your world with. But this is something that I want to jump into because, and I tried so to focus on the different areas to make sure that I covered everything and I don't want to leave anything out so I'm gonna jump right into it this is part three of our summer series on helping your children move you know we live and and just to just to kind of give you that overview uh, uh, for all of us uh, we live in neighborhoods in this culture and in this day and age neighborhoods of isolation Uh, We have fences in our yards. We have, uh, many times here in Arizona, we are walled in around our yards. Uh, For the most part, we have garages that open. We drive into them, and then we shut them without even getting out of our car. And our backyards, rather than our front yards, have have truly become a family gathering place. And with so many two-income families, there's hardly anyone left on the street during the day for uh, any kind of interaction with neighbors to find out, gosh, do you have kids and, you know, are you new here? And we just have to sometimes be the initiator in these scenarios. I'm going to give you a few suggestions that could help you meet other moms with kids and help you connect your child with other children. Be proactive. Don't wait to be asked, but maybe have a come over attitude. Uh, Create a cute little invitation or, you know, just hand write a note and say, you know, come on over 
um, bring your children, let's have a get acquainted party. If you live in a new neighborhood that's under construction or just been built, this is a great opportunity to meet other new people who probably need to meet you as much as you need to meet them. If you live in an established neighborhood, make every effort to get to know your neighbors. Open up your garage or your carport or your driveway for just a totally casual Saturday morning coffee and donuts drop-in where everyone's invited and word of mouth will spread in your neighborhood about that, that, hey, let's go down to the new people's home. They have free donuts um, this Saturday. But you need to be bold for your kids because a playmate could just be a, no a, 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 a little knock away in your neighborhood. And look for clues that might indicate children live there. Look for bikes or toys or playground equipment and don't forget the biggest clue is a large vehicle like a van and don't forget to walk your kids to the school bus stop in the neighborhood take a walk down the street and on a Saturday because people will more than likely be out in their yards then and of course always be friendly and introduce yourself don't miss that personal contact these are just a few suggestions for being new in the neighborhood after that initial um, move and you've gotten almost the last box unpacked you can always ask the mail carrier too who has um, children on the street and look for a playground nearby I always say the most important thing you can do is, the three most important things is find a church, find a church, find a church. You know, if it's summer, um, inquire about vacation Bible school, church camps, um, you know, just get your children involved. And a lot of times after you move, moms, you're going to have to put on your tourist hat and get online, find some great things to do in your, in your city or your town, and just go exploring. Just get out there, stop for lunch or have a picnic, and just go exploring. And just make it a big adventure. And sometimes it's fun for the kids to take pictures of special places, and there might be special activities that you can help them uh, or that you can take them to. It's just really important to plug in, not just to your neighborhood, but to your community and uh, help your children get acclimated and feel, begin to feel comfortable in their own surroundings. I just think that's um, really important for you to be proactive and put on that tourist hat. And then, of course, there's the whole you know, friend-making issue, which is huge um, after a move, is the loneliness that children feel as much as we do. And sometimes we forget, moms, that our kids don't have the same coping skills as we do. And we all have emotions about uh, what we've left behind and the loss that's experienced in people, places, and things when we move. And 
you know, friend making, of course, is is huge. And they don't necessarily have all the skills and they might need a little reassurance for you and from you and some simple suggestions on how to begin the friend making process. And I always say, pray, oh my Lord, stay on your knees, girlfriend and pray faithfully and be there to a listen, a listen and to encourage. You know, you can this is a great opportunity to refresh some basic social skills such as how to start conversations and um, as well as build up your child's self-confidence through affirmation and through praise. You know, they might need that little bit of encouragement. I think that um, a lot of times I know in my own eagerness to help my children, um, I needed to remember the things that I could not do. You know, as as moms, we want to rush in and take the hurt away. We want to make it all right. We want to soothe their hurts. And we need to remember what we cannot do as well as the things as that we can do. You can't speed up time. It takes everyone time to settle in and adjust and make friends. It takes us time. It takes them times. And, you know, you can't um, create and make their new surroundings um, wonderful overnight. It may take time for them to adjust to the neighborhood, your home, the school, um, the community. And you need to realize that, you know, you can pray for them. You can do some things for them. But you can't make uh, or manufacture their happiness any more than you can go out and create new friendships for them. There are things you can do to encourage that but you can't make that happen. But you can offer that reassurance and you can be there for them. And remember too that each child's friend-making ability is unique by age and personality. And some preschool children, well most preschool children, don't know how to introduce themselves and you need to teach them um, by example. You need to get your preschool children together and teach them each other's names and play games with them and help them be more comfortable with, with each other. In other words, with our preschool children, we need to make sure that we are proactive and, and really initiate on their behalf. Then, if your children are between the ages of 6 and 12, try to get them involved um, with after-school groups, uh, youth groups at church, scouts, organized sports, um, any, anything that they have an interest in. Most of the time, elementary age children lack those social skills, and so a lot of times the new kid is left out. So don't rely on playground or recess to be their source of friendships, but get them involved 
invite someone that your child is met to come over for a visit. Um, often that one-on-one -on -one time will be the beginning of a new friendship. You uh, help them get involved. Again, at any age or stage, I think we have to be proactive and we have to be sensitive that they too are going through this time of transition. And hey, need I say that teenagers are a whole different story. Oh my gosh, you know they're at an age where they're forming that identity apart from the family and with friends and then all of a sudden they're taken away from that friendship and uh, a move does that and it means that those ties to that teen peer group will be broken and your teenager is once again dependent on the family as their support system and they can become rebellious they can become resentful the whole family can feel the effects of their outburst and you know remember the old saying this too shall pass um, it takes time for them to make new friends and the friends that they left behind um, will not necessarily be replaced but God will bring in their life new friends and sometimes um, some things in life, they just have to discover themselves. They have to understand that, um, that, that loss and that separation from friends will in time be replaced with new friends, new activities, um, with the new world that they live in. But expect the emotions to ride high with teenagers because that is huge for them when friends are, their peer group is so important to have that disrupted and taken away from them. Again, um, I know when we moved, we encouraged our son and our daughter to participate in, they were both really into soccer, and so we really in, encouraged them. In fact, I went all over Phoenix, Arizona, finding soccer fields and taking them to practices and games and that was how I learned the, the, the city. That was how I learned more about where things were because I was determined to get them involved in soccer to, um, for that outlet as, as well as um, to meet new people and build confidence in, in themselves. And then the other thing that, that we did, not that we did everything right, but we certainly didn't, but we made an intentional effort for our house to become the hangout for their friends. Um, you know, food and a listening ear were always available at our house along with unconditional love and a non-judgmental spirit. And that was so important. Somehow, those teenagers kept coming back. Um, food always brings them back. And many a teenager would sleep on our sofa and our floor during high school. Um, things haven't changed that much over the years, my friends. Teenagers still want a safe place to be. They still want unconditional love, acceptance, a listening ear, and food. Try it. It can work in your home, too. Um, 
In fact, my children today still have friends that they made in high school, and um, we stay in touch, believe it or not, on Facebook. And I'll always say to some of their close friends, hey, you can run, but you can't hide. I'll always find you. Um, I'll always be there for you, even though they're now adults and married and have children. But they love that because they remember that I used to say that to them in high school. But I just encourage you to give your teenagers time and space. They need um, they need to adjust to their new surroundings first. You don't have to have all the solutions for them. Sometimes they need to do it on their own. And they don't need pressure. They, um, they just need that time of adjustment. And it's important for them to have some downtime. Oh my gosh, don't, don't forget that. Um, Sometimes it's okay to let them go back and visit old friends. You be the determ, you know, determine that. But sometimes if you have family or dear friends back that have kids, you know, sometimes they love to go back and visit. That's all part of helping them, believe it or not, in that transition. But um, just know that um, it takes you in their life to help them cross that bridge of um, starting over and beginning to move forward. I, I always encourage moms to encourage your children to be nice and be pleasant and be courteous in a new environment. A grumpy attitude and bad manners aren't going to get you far. And help them, you know, go over the names of, of people that they meet. Uh, everybody loves to be remembered by names. You know, hey, wasn't that Jim that you saw, you know, at the playground? Or, hey, wasn't that Anne that, you know, you mentioned in class? So just kind of prompt that with names and and encourage them to be themselves. That that's so important. They can't be everything to everybody, just like you can't. And just encourage them to relax and to be who they are and to give it time and keep saying to them, you know, God has a special friend chosen just for you. Don't give up. I always say, I would always say to Bill and Ginger, don't give up. Just try, try, and keep on trying. Um, until you know you make the team or until you you know feel comfortable in the lunchroom just keep trying don't give up and you know join in and join up those are the biggest things to be involved in something that you know is like-minded that your children like or your teens like to encourage them if not sports to get into uh a chess club or drama or the um, orchestra or choir or whatever it is that they enjoy. Um, it could be tech, IT, anything like that. So to join up and join in and even volunteer. And believe um, me, for the kids who might be shy, help them believe in themselves. They have nothing to be afraid of. And, you know, help them with friend making 
stretch, you know, they need to stretch themselves sometimes and make that first move. And you could encourage that um, and, and kind of give them examples of, okay, if, if you want to meet someone in class, it's okay to go up there and say, hi, my name is, you know, what's your name? Um, to help them get up the courage to introduce themselves. These are just little things. Oh my gosh, it's, you know, nothing new under the sun. Things that you know, but perhaps need a gentle reminder on what your your kids can do. Um, just to help them get involved and uh, help them with some social skills. Gosh, it, it's just, um, I, I want to go to the other end of the, the spectrum and encourage them what not to do, you, for you to encourage them on what not to do. Um, not to compare the place they came from or the school they came from. Nobody likes to feel second best. So don't, you know, encourage them not to always go around saying, well, my school was so much better or, you know, my teachers were better, my sports team, you know, nobody likes to hear that. Um, and, and, and encourage them not to act bossy. Nobody likes to be bossed around by a new kid. And the biggest thing is to encourage them not to hang out with kids that have different morals and values than they do just to be popular. Um, for them not to compromise. They will regret it and end up miserable. And sometimes just to be accepted and just to be um, have a friend, they'll hang out with the wrong kind of kids. Know who they're hanging out with. You know, know who their parents are. You're new. You, you, you have every, you know, every reason to want to know well well who is this person and what do y'all have in common and you know um not to um get involved with people that are not um like-minded as your child is it's just um it's just important for you to share with them as much as what they can do to share with them what is not good or not appropriate. Um, it, it makes a huge difference. Okay, now let me just jump into school real quickly because school is coming sooner than we think. And I remember a teenager that I interviewed one time when I was writing my book, But Mom, I Don't Want to Move, um, which is a book on easing the impact of moving on your children and teenagers. And by the way, you can find that uh, at justmove.org. If you go to our shop, you'll find that book. Um, I encourage you to pick it up. It's great to have as a resource for your children to help you. But, but a teenager I interviewed said, she said, Susan, walking into a cafeteria of a thousand kids and not knowing anyone when all other 999 know each other is beyond intimidating. I have found that things like that are so 
um, hard on teenagers, so hard on any age child, because they don't know anyone. They don't fit in. It's so good for them to have a buddy if they're younger. It's so good for you to encourage them if they're teenagers. Well, just go ahead and sit at a table with other people. Don't sit by yourself. Um, sit at a table and introduce yourself. Um, sometimes we, we have to encourage our children to make that first move. It's so important. For as many kids who will adjust to school quickly, there are those that find it difficult. You know, with some of our children, everything is going to come together smoothly. Making friends, feeling accepted, fitting in, um, liking their teachers, being on track with their classes. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a smooth transition. All transitions are not hard. It's just that they're there is change and with change comes adjustment and that transitional period so and for some kids it is a nightmare they don't fit in academically or socially their self-esteem their confidence hits the bottom they long for a good friend there's no connection with teachers hey I get it I've gone through both ends both ends of the spectrum where you know it's been um, a smooth transition and other times it's been very difficult. And you are on that seesaw of emotions along with your children because nothing can um, trouble us or break our hearts more than um, when our children are so miserable and so unhappy and we feel so helpless. And sometimes you say, I'm sure, um, will this ever come? Will they ever balance out their emotions and their adjustment? Oh, don't lose hope, my friends. You just do what, what God has taught you to do through his word. Don't give up hope. Um, pray faithfully for your children. Um, you know, God teaches us as moms that we are to um, be there for our children, to listen, to um, encourage them. The same biblical principles that we have in any relationships. You know, when I look at how Jesus encouraged one another, how he would sit and listen, how he would be there, um, there is hope and encouragement in that. And uh, I just encourage you to keep your focus on Christ and stay on your knees and pray and then do everything possible that you can do to be proactive uh, for your children. Your children will appreciate you being sensitive in, um, in, in certain areas of their life. You know, um, I think it's real important, and this is a real practical thing, but I think it's important for you to wait and see uh, what the local trends are before you take them for back-to-school shopping because um, fitting in is important for the kids. And I, my prime example is I knew uh, a family that moved from Hawaii to, um, to Iowa, and the kids all wore their Hawaiian shirts to school the first day. 
Well, there's nothing wrong with that. It it just didn't fit in with the dress at this country school that they attended. And just the sensitivity of that, um, you know, is important to help your kids. They don't think of those things, but it might be a little thing that you can do. And also, um, you might want to make sure for your children that you write down for them pertinent information that they might not remember if they become anxious or panic, you know, to put um, a note or just a piece of paper in their backpack or school notebook, you know, what the, um, you know, how they can reach you or, you know, they might even forget your cell number, you know, just... It's hard to remember. Even a street address number could be hard to remember. And you might want to consider that, just that small thing. And even to ask the teacher to assign a buddy. A lot of schools do that where your child won't be alone at lunch or recess. So it, believe it or not, it's, it, it's important at first to make friends and learn about the school and they'll learn a lot more academically when they feel comfortable and stable in their surroundings. So don't play that down too much. Can I just stop right now and tell you, you keep hearing this wonderful chime on my computer. I have tried everything possible to um, to cut that off and not make that happen, but it does. So just consider that a little music in your ear in the background. I just had to stop and tell you that because you're probably thinking, what is that little ding that I hear every now and then? That is um, all of my emails that are coming in. Um, Okay, so I want you to understand that um, being new for your children can also be lonely. And so You know, don't overlook the obvious. Accompany your kids on field trips. Bring goodies to the class for special occasions. Even volunteer to work in a booth for any special event at school or to be a team mother or whatever. Um, for, For our younger children, find out when you can join them for lunch. Anything that's hands-on involvement is a source of connectedness. And hopefully you'll find a church home and get your children involved there. That is a great way to get your children connected with other kids who are Christ-centered. Gosh, don't forget to encourage them in-school activity, that spirit of camaraderie in being a part of the bigger picture of school life. So, um, you know, one of the things I did when my children were really young, you know, we moved 14 times, so we moved during all their ages, but I packed a shoebox with things that were important to them, and I would, um, it would help tell others about who they were and where they came from and I would you know ask the teacher if they could share with the class the first day of school or the first week of school a little bit about themselves and that was that was you know that worked there were times when that was significant um 
And I would always ask the teacher for a roster of the kids in class, one where um, I could quickly find out who lived uh, close to us and, um, and also um, where kids could contact each other. I know a lot of times that's frowned on to give out that information, but there might be a way even the teacher could say, well, you know, um, so-and-so lives close to you and in your neighborhood. In other words, the teacher can be a resource of connectedness with some of the other children in the class. That's so important. Um, just to remember that new kids need extra love, attention, security, and acceptance. And I remember that those words came from a first grade teacher when we were moving and she said she said that to me how nice that teachers recognize that and I think they do in this day and age they recognize with such a transitional world we live in a mobile society I think most teachers are sensitive um, to younger kids being being new so that that would be real important too and then I want to remind you just the four R's. Um, school is no longer the three R's. Reading, writing, and arithmetic. It's reading, writing, arithmetic, and relationships. That, you know, that's my own little, um, my own little input there. But I think that is very important to remember that it is all about relationships. A lot of times that's what gets you and I settled in, is making that friend, having that friend, but also the basis for then settling in to focus on grades and, and um, homework and assignments and all that. Our schools teach far more than just what they learn from textbooks. And the world, unfortunately, a lot of times of our children become much larger than just the family unit because their world expands to the school and they face daily choices that can change the course of their lives. So I think it's, remem it's uh, important to remember that a lot of times um, the world that we live in for our children is a battlefield of experience. They'll have hard knocks, they'll have rejection, they'll have prejudice, and in the center of that world, the family is their place of safety and refuge and stability. So it's important that the family unit that you as a mom provides that peace and nurture and support while you model and teach the truth of God's Word. And you know, with all the external influences that our children faces, it comes down to God and family who will remain internally steadfast to their ever-changing world. You, my friends, are your child's greatest teacher. Um, remember that. And if you are divorced, if you have moved um, in a tough situ through a tough situation, remember too that it just takes one person in the family, if you're a single mom, one person to live out a Christ-centered life and be an example. 
So you are your child's greatest teacher. Uh, gosh. And then what about the emotions? I do want to um, touch on that because they experience the same emotions we do. It's an emotional roller coaster. Um, our emotions can be like waves that swell in the ocean and then they hit the beach. I always use that example as uh, for my moms that move, for any woman that moves, that that emotion can be like, like waves and then it hits the beach with different degrees of force and then it comes back and then it hits again with greater intensity. And a lot of times our emotions are like that. They're like a roller coaster. They're like waves in the ocean. And especially during a move, uh, emotions can leave us feeling angry and sad and fearful and disappoint disappointed and anxious. And, you know, the loss of that identity and loneliness can hit us like an unexpected tidal wave. And yes, some people sail through the moving process, but for others, it's like having the wind knocked out of their sails. Um, and don't forget, your kids go through that too. And a lot of times, no one escapes the emotions of moving. But someone in the family always gets hit harder than others. And you know what? At a time when you as a mom are trying to cope with your own emotions, you're faced with the emotions of your children, especially your teenagers. And for me, it was all I could do to stay afloat emotionally myself. It was so hard for me to even throw my children a life jacket. Sometimes they had to learn how to survive on their own. And, you know, there were good things about that and there were not so good things about that. So I just again encourage you to be sensitive to, um, to your kids um, as well as understanding that you too are going through uh, a rough time. You're all in the same boat, sister, and it's easier to work together and paddle together in the same direction. A lot of times, um, you're still the main person who will be helping your children hands-on, one-on-one, and eye-to-eye with any moving issues. And I know what you're thinking. You're saying, Susan, I've got to unpack a house. I've got, you know, I've got work. I've got a job. You know, the kids are just going to have to fall in line. Well, you know, part of that falling in line is teaching them how to cope and how to be resilient and how to uh, help themselves and not always lean on mom. Hey, that is huge, okay, part of growing up. But by the same token, okay, they're children, they're teenagers. If they're teenagers, their emotions are all over the board. And if they're children, young children, they need a little one-on-one, eye-to-eye, hands-on encouragement. So, um, you know, I always pray for my moving moms. And I pray that you'll put that oxygen mask on first, take care of yourself. And then that allows you all the more to be sensitive to your children. 
you know that grieving after a move is normal or you know do you even know that the word normal exists after a move it does normal does exist but there's no time frame for how long it's going to take for each of you to go through those emotions and grieving process to adjust um, you'll all go through emotions at different times and you'll respond in different ways because anytime there is change there is loss and there is grieving and um, your young kids may grieve over the room they left behind or the house they left behind your teenagers grieve over the people in their life they left behind their friends your middle-aged children might grieve over yes their friends and and um, how you know connected they they were in activities so you know a lot of times um, those emotions are compounded during that time of transition and feeling sad is so normal so normal I just want you to to, to be uh, so aware that there are a couple of things that key things you'll want to remember to help pave the way during the emotions of moving one is is to get in the trenches with your kids share some of the feelings you had when you moved as a child you know let them know they're not alone I, I would always um, sit down with my younger children to be eye to eye with them or kneel down with them um, to get that one-on-one -on -one eye contact and I would say to them be honest by the way for heaven's sakes be honest say you know what mom's mom doesn't have any friends either and and you know what I'm going through a lot of emotions about this I'm sad too in other words get in the trenches with them share some of the feelings you have now age appropriately of course or that you had when you moved in other words let them know they're not alone in their feelings that they're not isolated that you get it that you understand and then provide an atmosphere of safety and freedom for them to express their feelings give them the opportunity to say I'm sad I don't like it here you know I don't like school. Let them say it. You don't always have to defend it. You don't always have to sugarcoat it. They need to express their feelings. They need to have permission to feel angry or sad. Now, 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 wait a minute. You're not giving them permission to be disrespectful or destructive, but you want them to feel what they're feeling, okay? Um, they need to feel understood and supported. They don't need to be judged or criticized when they're expressing their emotions. And remind them that this is normal, that this is part of grief. They may not even know what grieving is, that, this, that grieving is feeling sad for them. And it's part of um, that transition give them that unconditional love acceptance that listening 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 let me tell you I made so many mistakes in our 14 moves I was so busy caught up in my own emotions and my own anger 
uh, at one more move. I was angry at Bill. I was angry at God. I just, you know, I was just an angry person and caught up in my own feelings that a lot of times I didn't even take the time to listen to my children. And I cannot encourage you the importance of that. And to reassure them that it's okay to cry, my goodness, let the tears flow. That can be so cleansing for emotions if they want to cry. You comfort them, okay? Um, keep that communication open by encouraging everyone to talk. Talk around the dinner table. And if you say, Susan, we don't have dinner anymore together, hey, make a point of doing that, would you, for Pete's sake. Um, I know it's hard with everybody coming and going, but after you first move and life hasn't gotten crazy yet, you can sure sit around the table uh, at breakfast or dinner, uh, if not at during school time, but um, and and you can just you know start the conversation by asking open-ended questions, not yes or no questions but open-ended. Tell me about your day. Tell me what you're struggling with. Um, just keep that communication open. Um, and comfort your child. That's so important. Um, it can restore and soothe emotions. Don't forget the value of touch. Holding your child in your arms can break down emotional walls. And then I think it's real important to remember that your children, even your teenagers, are watching how you respond. And for the most part, they'll take your lead emotionally. Um, just allow them that opportunity to express their feelings. Um, that will allow them to adjust to the move at their own pace and to move forward. Gosh, you know, I could just go on and on and on. I just... Um, so much I learned, um, so many things I did wrong, so much I've learned about easing the impact of moving uh, on our children through countless women, countless moms who have shared with me. But I hope that you will draw a few nuggets out of this, a couple of things, just as a gentle reminder that uh, will help you help your children. And just know that... Um, with school starting, not only am I praying for my own grandchildren, I will pray for your children. I, I, I don't necessarily have to know them by name, but I will pray for them. I will pray for you as a moving mom and your family in your adjustment and transition. Um, go online at our justmove.org to be encouraged and given hope yourself as a woman who is uprooted through any major life change. Hey, I hope that you've enjoyed our summer series. And I'm looking forward to do, doing a couple of new things in the fall. I'm going to have some interviews on our podcast. And um, just kind of uh, spruce up. I know you get tired of hearing my voice all the time. Maybe to kind of pepper my podcast a little with some um, interviews. So look forward to that. I look forward to the next time we're together. And in the meantime, keep going back to Jesus. It just doesn't get much better than that. Love you guys. And we will be with you again soon. 
Hope for the Uprooted with Susan Miller is a production of Just Moved Ministry. Just Moved Ministry is a non-profit, non-denominational ministry dedicated to the emotional well-being, spiritual growth, and ongoing resilience of women uprooted by a move or other major life change. Susan Miller is the founder of Just Moved Ministry and the author of After the Boxes Are Unpacked. Around the world, women uprooted by a move are gathering in After the Boxes Are Unpacked study groups. Together, they form friendships and find belonging in a new community while seeking to understand how God is using their move to grow and deepen them. Learn more at justmove.org, where you can sign up for weekly words of encouragement, subscribe to Bloom, an inspirational publication, and read new articles every month that inform and inspire. Join the Just Move community and the Just Move community Facebook group, a place to connect with and be encouraged by other women anticipating or recovering from a move.